Welcome to the BYOK Live, where we discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay now, lovelies, let's get into some things. Hello, 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 hello. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, and this is another episode of the BYOK Two Cents Live. I forgot what it was. So, welcome. Yes, yesterday, sorry I missed you guys. I um, wasn't prepared, so I didn't come on because I didn't have anything um, prepared to say. Here's why. Because I thought it was a great idea to make collard greens the day that I wanted to eat them. I have no idea how my grandmother did that on a regular basis, but it does take a lot of time to get those things done. You know, you got to clean them a million times. Well, that's my mother said. She's like, you don't want them gritty. Wash them again. Wash them again. Do this. Do that. And you got to let meat sit in the pot for all day. It was an all-day process. But the greens were delicious. Magnifique. Um, I just don't know how the grandma did it. I just have no idea how the grandma did it. However, you are here on the BYOK platform to join our mailing list. Be sure to go to www.beyourownkind.com. Basically, go there for anything if you want to be a guest on the platform. I am looking for guests for season four. So if you want to be a part of the platform, come on, join the fun. I am looking for um, people to interview. Um, You can find that link on that same BYOK, beyourownkind.com. You please also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, be your own kind 24. And if you are on uh, YouTube, be sure to subscribe. If you're on Twitch, be sure to follow. Sharing is also caring. And hit that like button and that notification button. All right. So now that I got all the housekeeping things out of the way, let's get started. <music> Okay, so um, last week I talked about the the adult McDonald Happy Meal, and I was just like, oh my God, this is so nostalgic. This is just like, oh my God, amazing. So the McDonald's workers are begging people to stop ordering it. Just, just cut it out. They said the new, uh, courtesy of, I guess, Yahoo, the news of Happy Meals for adults seemed like a neat little publicity stunt for McDonald's and a fun store for everyone to charter along with cactus plant feed market style four eyed toys of the old mcdonald's characters in a box for the grown-ups seem seems a certainty for viral success however it turns out it's backfiring spectacular excuse me spectacularly on actual mcdonald's staff who are reporting the hyper popular promotion has brought about chaos and misery as they struggle to fulfill an avalanche of order someone on tiktok said bro please don't order those adult mcdonald's happy meals bro i'm begging you so apparently they're tortured with this um adult happy meal it says the issue appears to be that in order to buy one of the adult happy meals customers need to pick up a big mac or a box of 10 chicken nuggets significantly bigger and more complex orders than that go into traditional child's happy meal box so it's like more filled full meal so i get it and children only get a happy meal when they success, successfully nag an adult into buying them. Adults can just buy stuff whenever they like, and they are crazy in crazy numbers. It doesn't help that apparently the boxes haven't even been designed to stack. Something that puts additional strain on the staff who have to juggle the endless orders. 
Um, it says that some workers are taking to Reddit to post pictures of extraordinary orders coming through either via app or in the drive-thrus. Let me see what this order is. Oh my God, look at this. You guys can't see it. Let me show it to you. So this is a mobile order right here of the meal. And so look how much look how much food is in that. Yeah, I can see why that's driving everybody crazy. I would just like to personally apologize to the McDonald's um <laughs> staff because I went and got me one. Yes, I did. I was so excited that I went and got me one. And when I went, they said that they had they were sold out of like toys and boxes and as soon as i was about to drive out of the drive-thru the guy, the manager came out and was like yes we just got some do you want it and so they took they didn't even make me go around in the drive-thru they were just like hey you can just order it at the window so the mcdonald's i went to was kind of okay with it um and so my little toy i got little grimace yay little purple guy but i do apologize for the McDonald workers that are getting mega orders. It's always a good idea when these companies do that, but it's always good in theory versus application because the workers are like the people in the store are the ones that's gonna actually have to do the work. So so yeah. Um and this is up until October 30th. So I just, you know, um let's just pace our orders for the McDonald workers. <laughs> So I thought that this was just, I don't know, this was just disgusting, but I'm sharing it anyway. So this is the same. I was saying the neighborhood talk. You know what Why? Why would you take the toilet seat where you do your business and put it in a spot where your dishes are at? I just don't understand why this is okay. Like I don't I don't understand why this is okay on any type of level. No, this is not okay. This is not okay. That's just not okay. And I'm just like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> so I thought I'd share that. Our um, our positive quote today, courtesy of the Jasmine brand, not only does God replace what you've lost, he upgrades it. I always say that when we lose things, people, places, things, whatever, it always leaves room for something bigger and something more. So the things that we lose, we just don't need them in that season. You know, and it's okay to to let it flow out. I think the problem comes is when we're trying to hold on to something that's not supposed to be in season, right? You know, it's like trying to to grow a tree right now in October. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. This is this is harvest season, so you know, excuse me, doing things out of season is not. It just doesn't flow well and it, and it doesn't it, it doesn't work out so i always look at things like that when things are flowing out of my life and it's similar i'm like well maybe this is just not the season for this maybe this is the season to rest maybe this is the season to work so it's just good to just like flow with those things so and don't always a lost and a no is not always a setback a no could be saving you from something that's that's <laughs> that you don't want to, you know, come into fruition, you know, or a person that walk out your life, you realize later how much peace you get from that. You know what I'm saying? So they don't always take, I, I had to learn this to not always take every law, like every loss as an actual loss because it could be a gain or it could just be out of season, you know? So I thought that this was really, um, important to share the person in this, um, and this, uh, the comment says, speaking of upgrades, do not get an iPad. After a while, it will stop charging and you'll have to mess around and buy another one. 
I don't understand what that had to do with anything. But yeah, I like that quote. I like I resonated with that quote a lot. Before we get into the next thing, let's get into a quick commercial. Y'all, it's your girl Miss Michi checking in with my girl Renita from Be Your Own Kind. You know that's my sis. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday to the Blueprint Live at 6:30 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on Facebook and YouTube, and then you can catch me on Florent Radio, Philly Jams 95.3. Indie 101.5 and Mixed Talk Media. And I'm available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, okay, and your radio shows. So get on it, okay? Let's do this. I love to connect with you and promote what you got going on. Let's get it. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Blueprint Live, visit the bpmediacode.com today. Okay, okay, okay. You know where to find Miss Michi. She is returning. Thursday, I keep thinking this is Wednesday. She is returning Thursday for her um live show. Be sure to follow her at, at Miss Michi on IG. And if you want, if you're interested in any of her services, go to contact at MissMichi.com. Also, her um lavish looks by Miss Michi, which are accessories and sunglasses, just beautiful. I love, I love her um her products. Um, Battle of the Sexes is where she will be at um at the Rise Design Studio 212 on October 14th from 7 to 10 p.m. on 115th and Pulaski, which is 11521 South Pulaski in Alsip, Illinois. If you are in that area, be sure to support. Be sure to support. Okay, let's get into the next subject here. So, courtesy of the Savoy Show. Um, French dentist jail for deliberately pulling patients' teeth out for no reason. Now, the reason why I chose it's already scary to go to the dentist. But then to go to the dentist and he puts you through that pain just for the sake of overcharging you? What? So anyway, um, a multimillionaire dentist in France has been jailed for deliberately... Ma- mutilating patients from low-income neighborhoods of Marseille in a um, money-making scheme in which he performed thousands of unnecessary procedures. Are you serious? So Lionel G, I'm going to mess that up. His name was Lionel. He's 41, was jailed for eight years, and his father, Carnet, who was 70, who worked part-time for him, was jailed for five years after a court heard harrowing accounts of Patients who had booked an appointment for minor issues such as cavity or loose crown and ended up having scores of healthy teeth removed for no medical reason. So father and son were sitting and chilling and was like, you know what, you know how we can make money? Let's just pull teeth. <sighs> the state prosecution team described how Lionel deliberately harmed healthy patients from the northern quarters of Marseille. I'm probably saying that wrong, Marseille, in order to defraud the social security system. He sought to make maximum profits by forcing unsuspecting patients to undergo unnecessary procedures, showing total disdain for their health and then reaping payments from Social Security. What what hurts the most about that is you can't get your teeth back. Once these teeth are pulled, that's it. Like, why did he think that why him and his son thought this was okay is totally beyond me, just totally beyond me. And why is the police officer so thick on top of this? Have you noticed that? <laughs> anyway, so um, I'm so sorry for the patients because like I said, the dentist is already a hard place to be at. And just to notice somebody just snatching your teeth out for no reason, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And there's no way they can get their teeth back on top of it. So it's just kind of like you at a loss, you know. 
Um, courtesy of Band-Aid for Heart. I thought these were really nice, so I wanted to share this. Someday someone is going to be so soft and gentle with your heart. And I, cho I, I chose this today because I've been speaking to a couple of single ladies this week and how they're saying that they're hardening their heart to love. Love is out there. It really is. And I know um, the people I talk to probably like, yeah, whatever. But love is out there. There is someone out there that will be soft and don't and won't play about you, that won't play these games and go in circles and, and whatever else you're going through. There is There are some genuine people out there. You just have to wait for that person, you know. Um, I know there's so many people that make it hard for people that's actually trying to be on the up and up because there's so many people that's trying to game you or or take advantage of you. But there, there are also beautiful people in the world who are so looking for love as well and who is also looking for gentleness. So if you come across somebody like that, whether you're even if you're not interested, be sure to still be kind and be gentle to them because the one, I just don't want and maybe I'm a hopeless romantic, but I just really feel like there is someone out there for everyone where you could be yourself and you don't ever have to edit who you are and that person is just going to genuinely love you and genuinely be by your side so i just wanted to share that the other one was someday you will look back and know exactly why it happened that's my favorite one because i do that a lot um you're going to make memories with other people better people it is so many wonderful people out here in the world i think when you when i feel like when i stepped outside of my circle and just opened up you know was vulnerable to strangers and vulnerable to to um new adventures i like a lot of people started flowing to me with such beautiful spirits you know hurting them back will not heal your pain nope it's just a temporary fix it definitely is you forgave someone who wasn't even sorry that's strength it is strength to um accept an apology that you never were going to get some people are in your life to test you until you stand up and say enough is enough i am worth more than what you offer me i love that one too and all you can do is learn your lesson there's no point in wishing you had done it differently the past is the past accept it and grow from it because here's the thing you don't know if you would have chose the other thing if the same outcome would have happened so i feel like i used to go back and say man i wish i would did this i wish i would have did it this way but who's to say that if i did everything to opposite of what I did in the past that I would not still be in this spot in my life we don't know we don't we don't know because we chose something else so going down that road I don't know um may you attract someone who speaks your language so you don't have to spend a lifetime translating your soul I don't even have anything for that one I think that is so beautiful that is so beautiful so I just wanted to share those because I just thought they were really encouraging and I'm all about the encouraging stuff right so last week we talked about the decline in BBLs well this is not really a BBL story but more so just someone thought it was good too is this a copy no. I don't want to talk over that to um, highlight Cardi B surgeon wanted to talk about her surgeries. So it says Cardi B surgery advisor says the rapper will be opening up about her most recent procedure soon. She wasn't going for slim athletic, but for more hips. So she wanted to be more hippie. So let me put my glasses on. This is really little. It says Cardi said they don't want me to get on that table and went and got on that table. Big Vardy has decided that we will be speaking about it soon and will be open with some of the other surgical procedures. Please keep in mind that this was my client's desire. Look, she wasn't going for slim athletic, which is what she had, but for a more hips and lateral vixen type of look. 
We aimed for this and definitely got exactly what we were looking for. Many have also been speculating about any procedure she did on her face. Let me just be clear. Let me just clear the air. The last procedure or any cosmetic changes, meaning fillers, that she had done was two years ago when she dissolved her cheek fillers and did her rhinoplasty. I know this because as her key surgery advisor, I was there with her for it all. What, what you guys see now is just swelling and minor water retention from our last round. Please keep in mind that she took time off, but we all know how demanding her career can be and everyone's body reacts differently. It was quite the ride, but all I know is she looks damn good and I can see why the girlies were hating this week. Keep it classy in the comments. I get this isn't everyone's preference, but it was her, so let's respect it. Per. Okay, that was pretty long. So basically, um, she was going for a more hippie look. And she does have a more hippie look. And she looks good. She looks good in her body, you know. Um, but a lot of people were saying, you know, maybe, you know, slow it down because you don't want to start not looking like yourself. It was comments like that. Um, so a lot of people was like, if you keep going, you're going to be looking crazy and things of that sort. And my thing is, I don't know. I mean, she must have given him permission to do this because due to HIPAA laws, I don't think you're supposed to be telling all of these surgeries, but maybe she just wanted to clear the air because a lot of people was noticing that she looked swollen in her last video with a uh, gorilla, I believe is her name. So a lot of people just was like, you know, um, trying to figure out, well, what did she do with her? So I guess she just wanted to let us all know, know about it. So maybe hips are in, maybe BBLs are out and hips are hips to match the BBL is in, who knows, you know? Um, so <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. The Asley brothers are rapping, y'all. Like the the soft, sultry. I keep hearing footsteps, baby. And it's not about footsteps anymore. I'm, I'm gonna play a little bit because I don't wanna get copyrighted. Another Benz, three hundred thousand on the car just because. Close the curtains. So I heard this and I was just like, what? <laughs> Let's see. I just hit the deal about another bitch. I just think that I, I'm like, what? And so people, of course, Twitter was like, somebody was hyping Ronald up in the studio, like, talk your ass. Yeah, that's what it sound like. Hey, hold up. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> that's going to get the young bucks listening. <laughs> See what happened with R. Kelly not writing for him. <laughs> As if the Ozzy brothers wasn't out decades before they worked with R. Kelly, right? Dog, it's um, it's um, no effing way Ronald Isley is talking like this on the new song, dog. The riches that they're ever being, he might be for riches. This is the best song I've ever heard, really. Please tell me this ain't real, it's definitely real. Future in trouble. <laughs> you know what? I just think at a certain point, when you are an artist and you've reached a certain point in your life. You can just have fun with it. And I'm pretty sure he's having We know that he can sing. We know that they're sultry. We know that they're R&B. So it's like, okay, whatever. We're, the, we're, um, you know, we're the Ozzy brothers. So they said Ross definitely wrote this. I don't know what it is, but I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Let's get into a commercial before we keep going. If you've been wondering how you can help the BYLK platform, wonder no more. Here are three ways that you can support my platform. Number one, share. This is the best option because it's free. All you have to do is press the button, share here, share there. And if you want to take it a step further, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks in advance. 
The second thing is we have Kofi, which is a platform where you can donate MHP. Three dollars at the least. Anything, any money that you have um, given into the platform, we thank you and we appreciate it. No amount is too small, and of course, no amount is too big. And then the third thing, subscribe to our mailing list. Another great thing. Also, all of the content that is in the newsletter will not always be posted on social media. As always, thank you for your support and if be sure to be kind to yourself and yourself. One day I want to change that commercial, but hey, hey, sharing is caring. Um, listen to what I guess the recorded me said. Yes, subscribe, like, follow. Thank you. <laughs> so our next, um, our next episode, next episode. This is what happened when I'm up past a certain time. Like I just start saying crazy things, right? Somebody told me that maybe I should do this a little earlier. I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um courtesy of the neighborhood talk again oh i'm too sexy artist calls beyonce arrogant for using their song without permission on her song alien superstar so neighbors get into this 90 groups right said fred are pissed at queen b for reportedly using their classic song i'm too sexy without permission while speaking with the sun they didn't hold back their feelings about beyonce using their stardom using her starting to do whatever she wants, according to them. Normally, the artist approaches us and Beyonce didn't because she is such an arrogant person, right, said Fred, told the son. She just had probably thought, come and get me. So we heard about it after the fact when you did. Uh, but everyone else, Drake and Taylor Swift, they came to us. The duo continued to use our melody. They So if you don't know what song they had is I'm too sexy for this stuff and too sexy for that's what. And you know her alien superstar. We're not playing that because we're not going to get copyrighted. So uh, with this Beyonce thing, there are 22 writers. It's ridiculous. So we would get that. We would get about 40p. The reason that is happening, we think, is because there is so little money now in the actual sales. People like friends, golfing partners, engineers, bookers, and the guy who brings the coke, they all want to coke, want to cut. There's nothing we can do. It is, um, it is S, they said. Um, you are going to get into a conversation with someone who has a lot more presence and power and money than we do, and that won't go well. Now, Beyonce has always been the type of artist to cross her teeth and dot her eyes, so maybe this group is mad with the wrong person. I don't understand why people keep coming at Beyonce and not the production company, but I get everybody. I think Renaissance is bigger than what people thought it was going to be, and now everybody just has something to say. But this album has been out from a long, for a long time, so I'm just trying to figure out why they didn't have that same energy when everybody else was saying she stole something from them. So... Beyonce actually claps back when that would rarely, rarely, rarely happen. So, um, courtesy of pitchfork.com, um, this is just saying what we just said on her new album, Renaissance. Beyonce interpolated, right? Said Fred, said, I'm too sexy on Alien Superstar. As a result, the groups Fred and Richard Fairbase, as well as past members of Rob Manzoli, um, are credited as co writers on Alien Superstar. So what is the problem? In a recent interview, this is what they said, you know, Beyonce has now responded to Wright Sanford in a statement shared with Pitchfork. She says, and which she never does, she says the comments made by Red said Fred, Wright said Fred, stated that Beyonce used I'm Too Sexy and Alien Superstar without permission are erroneous, erroneous and incredibly disparaging. Permission was not only granted for its use, but they publicly spoke of their gratitude for being on the album. 
for their song, there was no sound recording used, only the composition was utilized. Permission was asked of their publisher on May 11, 2022, talk about receipts, and the publisher approved the use on June 15, 2022. They were paid for the usage in August 2022. Furthermore, the copyright percentage of the right said Fred writers with respect to the use of I'm Too Sexy is a substantial portion of the composition. Collectively, the right said Fred writers on more than any other singular writer and have co-writer credit, the accusation, the accusation is false. Now, this is the first time Beyonce has said something. Other times, she just removed people off. I guess she like, look, I'm done editing my album because she had she had to edit her album twice. She had to remove Kalisa's, um, well, she didn't have to, but she chose to remove Kalisa's sample of um, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and then um, the S word that I'm not going to say that offended um that offended uh the uk she took that out of one of her songs so i guess she like look look you are on the album you are a co-writer i'm not redoing it so um she told right said fred she's too sexy for the petty basically <laughs> i just think these artists are just getting tired like come on man it's just like people are just saying something just to say something at this point okay so next look like we we skimming through these uh topics really quick I thought this was just endearing, so this is why I'm bringing it up. Um, if you know, uh, if you are a Lauren Hill fan, you know this song. Let's start it over. And if you know the song, in the song, people were telling her not to keep him because it would ruin her career. Yeah, he's like, this is actual life. Such a good one. Such a good one. So this is, this is my grandson. Her grandson. This is my granddaughter. Azaria, this is my son Zion. Thank you. Thank you, Zion. Yeah, so that is B Zion from the song Zion of uh, Miss Education of Lauren Hill. One of the best, best albums to date. Best albums to date. So I got really sentimental with that. And I felt very old. <laughs> I don't even know if we, I feel like I think I'm going to go into the Better Help commercial because the next couple of, um, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the better help. Uh, and let me just. Play. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions 
Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid and I took that leap to talk with someone to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better health therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash BYOK. That's betterhelp.com slash BYOK because you deserve it. You do, you do, you do. If you do choose BetterHelp, the first month will be 10% off. If you use BetterHelp.com backslash B-Y-O-K. And I'm just, just to get on a a personal note, I have just been practicing self-care, which is relaxing. I think that's why I'm pretty relaxed. I think I'm getting too relaxed. But this is, this is the harvest season. This is the, this is the end of the year, fourth quarter. You've worked from first to third quarter. Now it's just prepping for the, the next quarter and enjoying the holidays. That's how I always do my, my fourth quarter anyway. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it. So so we were talking about Lauren Hill before the break. And so now we're going to get into Lauren Hill's daughter, um, Salah Marley, who is also, we know, Bob Marley's granddaughter. So she got a lot of backslash. I'm sure everybody that you have heard, if you the uh about yay's whole white lives matter t-shirt at the fashion show so everybody was like really upset about her so we're going to get into this point it says in addition many of the models who walked as part of wes's show also wore the clothing um emblazoned with white lives matter a phrase the anti-defamation league has categorized as a hate slogan among them was a 23 year old marley who faced backlash on social media herself so it says just to so a, twi- a Twitter says tweet tweet said Telly just two years ago Salah Marley was marching in them streets dodging bullets and choking on smoke grenades for George Floyd. Now she and putting on a White Lives Matter shirt for Kanye West. I know Bob Marley flipping in his grave. So this is her right there. Um, and someone else said, I absolutely expect this from uh, Kanye, but Salah Marley has disgraced the name and memory of her grandfather, Bob Marley, and everything her mother stands for. He has the world's black freedom fighter. If you don't know, her mother is legendary Lauren Hill. And so she addressed it because she was sick of it. So she says, the past 24 hours has allowed me to realize that most of y'all are stuck in a hive mind mentally. You do what the group tells you to do and think what the group tells you to think. Witnessing someone break free from the agenda sends you all into such a panic that you will do whatever it takes to force them back into the box that you feel they should exist in. All morale and empathy is eliminated due to the fact that you feel justified by your emotions. The victim becomes the victimizer. You cannot bully me, manipulate me, or coax me into silence, nor will you bully me into being who you want me to be. I don't care how many tweets you make, DMs you send, or articles you write. Throughout all of the chaos, I have yet to speak on my experience. If you know me, you know that nothing I do is without deep thought and intention. Wait till you hear what I have to say. Now, I don't know if she said anything um, um, more on that, but uh, yeah. So 
Um, Marley later shared a screenshot of a text showing she was sent to West requesting it to continue to discuss the death behind our decisions to show the purity of our intentions and provide healing to our community. So I don't really know what healing that the White Lives Matter shirt was supposed to um, ensue. I, I still don't get it. Um, when I was on um, on the uh, the goddess sessions for uh, with, with Devin Hall, she's a loud, loud brown um black girl, brown girl, loud mouth, brown girl. And she mentioned this and I'm like, the only thing which is not still taken up for, you know, what he did, but the explanation is, I think he was coming at the black lives matter organization versus black lives actually mattering. And, but I don't, I don't think it was articulated. Well, I don't, I just think that it was still an irresponsible use of of your power. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's just how I feel. And I feel like even after, I don't feel even after <laughs> he, you know, did this white lab last matter, he went on a Twitter, Twitter, Instagram rant, like he normally does. Who am I talking about? Yay, of course. And so people are still calling him Kanye West, but this is Yay. This is not Kanye. I don't know who this, who this person is. And as you guys know, Candace was one of those people that also wore this shirt. So it looks like she has been the Kanye defender since since this fashion show. And so Kanye thought it was a good idea to put this on Twitter. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. The funny thing is I can't actually be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. So I think using things like DEFCON 3 and then Jewish people right after it, see what I'm saying? Out of context. And so because of this random tweet, Twitter took him off. That's enough. That's enough. It, it took so much for them to take him off. But I guess this was it. This was the icing on the cake. So this is what Candace had to say in defense of this tweet. That was the tweet. And people subsequently demanded that the down for anti-Semitism. Now, if you are an honest person, you did not think this tweet was anti-Semitic. You did not think that he wrote this tweet because he hates or wants to genocide Jewish people. This does not represent the beginning of the Holocaust. That's if you're an honest person, you'll meet that. You, you will admit that, right? If you're an honest person, when you read this tweet, you had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I had, I had no idea when I read this tweet what the hell he was talking about. This tweet inspired questions, not answers. First and foremost, what is DEFCON 3? Did he mean DEFCON 3, which would be a military defense position, not an offense for those of you that are offended, a military defense position? Is he but is he defending himself or is he defending? It's not clear. He's tweeting this because he's reading the Newsweek headline, calling him an anti-Semitic. Is he angry because he can't believe that he's not free to talk about people in his life who happen to be Jewish, right? Without being accused of anti-Semitism. Is he saying, but he didn't have to word it like that. I'm not going to shut up and I'm going to keep tweeting and I'm going to keep calling these people out, referring to his friends that he feels slighted by. Is he talking about Jerry Kushner and Josh Kushner? If you're a liar, you'll say, I know I was scared, Candace. I actually thought that Kanye West was going to launch a military strike in Israel. Because that's the reaction, like when I woke up and I looked at the headlines, the reaction was like Kanye West had gotten together a military strike and it was going to go forward in the morning time in Israel. That was that was 
the reaction that was met with this tweet. Now, once again, I want to make this very clear. This is not a defensive tweet. This is an open question, which never seems to happen anymore. It's like you cannot even say the word Jewish without people getting upset in the same way that you're not allowed to say black anymore. In the same way that if you talk about the struggles of black Americans and you talk about the people in black America, like Patrice Cullors, the founder of Black Lives Matter, who are harnessing emotions to enrich their pockets, right? And that's what made me say after watching this that I think they were coming after the Black Lives Matter organization. But once again, it was a better way to do that. Like, um, but but on to this, like, I hate to say this, but um, given my two cents of what Candace said, um, it could have meant anything. But here's the thing, we don't know what it meant. But the fact that you put DEFCON 3 and Jewish people right after, I don't think it's the fact that he used the word Jewish at all. I think it's the fact that he put DEFCON 3 before Jewish. like, <laughs> and, um, and then following with the context of the White Lives Matter, he's been coming at P. Diddy, he's been coming at Lizzo, and then like he's been spewing all of this negativity. So of course, with this is compounded off of what he's been doing since since last week. So, I mean, I don't know what she means about being an honest person, but a, a lying person. But if you are a person that pay attention, you would be like, well, what is this all about? And why can't you just sit down and go live or something and just tell us what you mean instead of posting all these subliminal things? If this is for the community, if this is for uplifting, then say what it's for instead of all this stupid symmetry and things of that sort in the midst of you talking about, you know, your family life. And now you, you're coming at black women, you're coming at Black Lives Matter, you're coming at Jew. What, what, what is your end goal? What is your end goal? Because right now it just seems like gibberish. And don't get me wrong. I, I love his music. I rock with him, but I do not understand this right now. And now it looks like he has um, he has Candace like on his side. And it gets even worse. Like not only was she defending this, now she is also like trying to um, expose Kemp. So I saw this courtesy of um, the Neighborhood Talk where she's saying that Candace Owens releases a video of Kim calling Whitney Houston a crackhead, which she did not. And she claims that Kim was upset that Ray was dating her. So I am told that there is much, much more. Take a listen. Ray, it's Kim. I have Let's start over to what she said. This looks like the same episode. It's the same jacket. Where is this episode at? Kardashian. And she's talking trash. This is years ago. It seems to be a voicemail that she left Ray J, where it's not the sweet little Kim K that she presents today. She's nasty. She's calling Whitney Houston a crackhead, and she's yelling at Ray J. She didn't say and that. this tape landed but on my she, lap, she, she and I am told that, that there is much, much more. Take a listen. Ray, it's Kim. I just want you to know that I think you are so disgusting and desperate. Who leaves their email address on their machine? You clearly want people to call you, but yet you won't call me back. And actually, you know what? Don't call me back. Don't ever call me back. I never want to talk to you ever, ever again. I think you're honestly a sick human being. And I think you are just so desperate that you'll do anything for attention. She likes to date like high confident men, but then she gets upset when they when they react to. Uh, uh, okay. And you're just so disgusting. 
thing. Honestly, go, like, have fun with Rose, Tag, Whitney. She's a spin. Like, she's so sick. And, like, Crack is definitely not whack with you guys because you are just honestly, it, like, makes me laugh on how disgusting you guys look. You are say you're f***ing Vegas with Whitney, and you need to go hang out with your old, like, friend, and it's not right, but it's okay. I'm definitely going to make it anyway. Did she just quote a Whitney Houston song, it's not right, but it's okay? Because you guys are just disgusting and sick and stop you're with her. I don't understand it. She's so old and sick, and you are just sick and desperate. So leave me the f alone and stop calling me. I So it's being alleged that she left that voicemail because she was upset that Ray J at that moment was becoming more famous than her because he was dating Whitney Houston. Some so what's the angle for this? Why are we bringing up once again? Um, why are we doing this? Is this is this Ray J or and Kanye have like joined forces against like what is? I guess my question with anything that has to do with all of this is what is the end goal? What is the end goal? I can't even give an opinion because it's just all over the place and it's too much subliminal. Like, what, what is this? Is this supposed to show that she's trying to make a dig at Ray J? Uh, look, if, if they're going to expose something, expose the conversation where Ray J, Chris, and uh, Kim thought it was a good idea to do the video. Let's talk about that. Where is that paperwork? Because this is just diverting away from, from what Ray J allegations were or what are the guidelines and what is on the divorce decree as far as parenting with him and his kids. If, if this is all about that, then that didn't help me out. It just seems all over the place. Like some of the stuff that is released online, I just don't see the end goal. I just don't. I just don't see the end goal. So why talk about it, Renita? I don't know because it keeps popping up in my feed. <laughs> So I, I don't really know. It looks like Candace Owens is now attacked. I think she had her own personal um, feelings about um, Kim or the Kardashians or whatever. And so now that she's banded with Ye, then they're both just going to take over. Like, she's not off Twitter. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I am shocked to see that she is getting along with the black person. I will say that for Candace. Um, and she has she has such an impact. And she's very well, like, well-versed. Um, and some of the things she has said, I've actually was like, okay, good point. Um, but th this, this joint force, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to come of it. I, 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 I just don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words. Um, now I'm wondering what did I have to say about that? So courtesy of the neighborhood talk as well. Um, I just went to a whole other subject, right? President Biden announces he will pardon everyone convicted of the federal crime of marijuana possession, also plans to declassify marijuana in the Controlled Substance Act. I mean, I feel like half of the states is legal anyway, so why isn't this a thing? And once again, this is slow. This, this is really low, and I'm going to read as much as I can. As I often said during my campaign for president, no one should be in jail just for using 
or possessing marijuana. Sending people to prison for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives and incarcerated people for conduct that many states no longer prohibit. Criminal records for marijuana possession have also imposed needless barriers to employment, housing, and educational opportunities. I agree. And while white and black and brown use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people have been arrested, persecuted, and convicted at disproportionate rates. Today, I'm announcing three stages that I'm taking to end the failed approach. What's going on with the student loans, Joe? First, I'm announcing a pardon of all prior federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana. I have directed the Attorney General to develop an administrative process for the issuance of certificates of pardon to eligible individuals. There are thousands of people who have prior federal convictions for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. My action will help relieve the collateral consequences arising from these convictions. Second, I am urging all governors to do the same with regard to state offenses. Just as no one should be in a federal prison solely due to the possession of marijuana, no one should be in a local jail state prison for that reason either. Um, third, I am asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate the administrative process to review expeditiously how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Federal law currently classifies marijuana in Schedule I of the Controlled Substances Act schedule one probably for the classification meant for the most dangerous substances this is the same schedule as for heroin and lsd and even higher than the classification of fentanyl and meta uh meta whatever the drugs are the drugs that are driving overdose epidemic so meth basically so marijuana was classified on the same level as heroin and lsd and fentanyl and meth um, methamphetamine. I didn't know. I, I just it took me a minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, everybody is excited about this, but sending people to prison for this has been ridiculous and asinine from the beginning. You know, um, they're saying this is BS. This is what the Glam University says because ninety percent of federal drug sentences that stated with the cannabis conviction, the offenders are forced to plead not guilty on the drug offense, but on lesser offenses they tacked on during the investigating cannabis. Most people are in prison for conspiracy of cannabis crimes that honestly helps no one. So they're freeing up the jails. They're freeing up. Um, they're, they're, but here's the thing though, like I live in the state of Indiana and that is not even legal here. So how would that stand here? Cause that's still like, if you do drug tests here, that, it, that still is grounds for termination, grounds for not being employed, things of that sort. So I wonder how that's going to work in these, these red states that are kind of moving backwards. So guess this is Joe, this is Joe's, um, contribution. Meanwhile, the student loan stuff is getting pushed back and back and back and back. Don't know if anybody noticed that. Um, you know, we're just, we're just hanging on, seeing if it's going to work. If it do, it do. If it don't, it don't. I mean, we, we have to debt, um, from the start anyway. Now, speaking of drugs, which is the last, the last topic of the night, man, we really, this was a quick show. Um, so this all started when I saw this courtesy of the shade room from Life Jennings. Now, this is this subject I don't really speak on because people have opposing views to how I feel. But the glamour the glamorization of drugs, not even just in hip hop, but in music period, um, it doesn't really highlight the reality of it. Like, um, drugs has torn my family apart, has caused a lot of anxiety, strife, depression, whatever. 
um, it, it just breaks up the fabric of homes altogether. Like, so I know firsthand that there is nothing glamorous about watching somebody struggle with addiction, somebody that you love and the addiction is bigger than you, bigger than your love for them sometimes, you know, because they want to stop, but the addiction is, is bigger. I mean, the, the addiction, yeah, is bigger than the need to stop. So it's, it, drugs has never been glamorous to me ever. I just want to put that out there. So Life Jennings said, um, uh, he said, drugs done kill and destroy way more black families than Jeffrey Dahmer. But y'all so disgusted by him, but have normalized drugs in songs and videos. Why are we still talking about Jeffrey Dahmer? Be mad, I said it. And look at all the people defending drugs. LOL, nobody ever died from drugs in life wanted to. Just like nobody that went with that man wanted to die. Everybody who did drugs and died or went with him was looking for a good time and it went left. But we defend we defend drugs. I don't understand the correlation with Jeffrey Dahmer. And I think because he said he knew Dahmer, people was making fun of him. So he, he went into a fact or whatever. Um, but he does make facts like why do we normalize drugs and songs when we know that it is it is so many um so many rappers are ODing or getting killed because this is stuff that's that's in our music. Like when um in the eighties, like it was songs out there like kinda saying, Hey, you know, don't don't do drugs, don't do that. Like that that's not what you need to do. And then somehow rap kinda transitioned into this, you know the drug use, you know, um, glamorizing, you know, the, I guess the gang life and things of that sort. And it's just kind of stuck for years. Like, I think as far back as I could think of, I don't know, like Jay-Z was who I listened to as a kid, Tupac, you know, Biggie and them. And that's, that's what, that's what they talked about. And I think Tupac, you know, started off, you know, with positive and then he went to death row and like blew up like he was he was popular before then but he just blew up when he went into death death row because that life seems glamorous on i guess the drug the drug dealer side but not the addiction side because while you're making money you're tearing up somebody's home you know what i'm saying and i get and i get that it's a cycle you know, um, when you when you're in that neighborhood and you don't and nobody teaches you to go out that neighborhood or teaches you another mindset. I get that you get caught in the game. I get that. So there's no judgment here. But what I'm saying is from the other side, it's not as glamorous. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I don't know if you ever watched. Um, <clears throat> and I can't even think of it now. She played on. Oh, what is that Fox show that didn't last for a long time? I I bring me is this it was a sparkle no it wasn't sparkle it was star star on Fox I don't know why they canceled that show that show was so good anyway um star she says I believe that every person struggling with addiction deserves help love and a full life but as far as artists and songwriters go Stop writing songs about Xanax and Percocets and pills and Coke and Benzos and then almost dying before you decide to tell your fans that you just sold all this that ish to that it almost killed you and you're so lucky to be alive and to be healthy and sober now. 
It's no excuse that you want to be real. If you were being real, the lyrics would say, I'm nauseous and sick every day before I get a fix. I barely perform. I fall asleep and leave everyone on read. I haven't brushed my teeth in three days. My hair smells like a tour bus. I'm angry all the time. My family is sad and hurting. Instead of some cute, I just popped another one. I miss you in a song. You sold the drug fuel dream to children and then went and got help that you can afford and they cannot. So you're lucky to be alive. But guess who's dead? Your fans. So she says the number one cause of death for teens and adults in the United States is fentanyl poisoning. Not car accidents, not cancer, not COVID, not heart disease, fentanyl OD, music industry. We are complicit. We are the advertisers. Even if you are struggling yourself, don't put in a cute package and sell it. I'm begging. You have power. You, you have power. Don't abuse it. So she put a link for anyone struggling, which I will share at the end. And like I said, like it's so glamorous, but it's but things like that. How many how many rappers have went to the hospital for a possible overdose and they have changed their life over because, like she said, they can't afford it. But then you've got the kids trying to chase trying to chase the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And and they they don't have the money. <laughs> they don't have the resources or the people around them to support them. Because if everybody around you is addicted, then who 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 pulls who out? You know what I'm saying? Um, this is just a really big problem in America, and it has been, and it hasn't started now. It hasn't started with Xanax. You know, um, I feel like when the crack epidemic came, it was a joke. It was a joke to say, ha ha, these crackheads, ha ha. But it wasn't funny. It never been funny to me. Never. But now that it's a big, you know, um, pop and peel epidemic, then it's like, okay, well, we have to do something about addiction. <clears throat> I wonder if it matters who is addicted. Because all because all addiction is, is bad, right? But it was a joke. It was a joke during the crack epidemic. It was a joke. But now it's not a joke because it's affecting everyone. It's affecting absolutely everyone now. So now we must do something about it. We should have been did something about it. You know, and and the same people who who sing these songs, they'll come up and say, "Well, this is just entertainment." But these people are looking up, looking up to these these musicians. So what do they do? Because they want to be cool, and in order to be cool, you have to be, you know, in this in this realm, or 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 say this, or you know, um, glamorize drugs, glamorize the lifestyle, you know, because everyone wants to get rich. Everybody wants to get rich or die trying, right? Isn't that what 50 Cent said? You know, and even he, he don't even, he don't even do drugs. And all he did was rap about drugs. He's a health nut. That's what I'm saying. Like these people don't even be living the life that they, that they rap about, you know? So, but, but kids are following it. And what even brought this to my attention is um, this rapper, um, Joey Badass, who I feel is, is somehow related to Bobby Brown. He uh, he did this powerful. Okay, he did this powerful performance on BET, and I just want to share it. Travis, we got to stop perpetuating our own genocide. It's a war going on this. inside and outside. No man is safe from. How y'all rappers call yourselves real? Turn around, tell these kids to kill each other. Right. You see, the problem is we y'all biggest ops. Dumb pointing fingers at the judges and the cops. It's time to take accountability. From Scott LaRock, Big L, Biggie and Pot, X to Nick, King Vaughn and Pot, Young Dog, now PNB Rock. How many more names I gotta drop? 
it's just been senseless killing. Hey, boo. Hey, boo. So it's like, at one hand, we can't judge. You know, the rappers can't sit and judge and say we got to be peace. But then the next song they release is, I killed this. I popped this. I did this. I did that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there has to be some kind of accountability in the industry, which I don't see changing because whatever sales is whatever, you know, is popular. For instance, all we've been seeing online was like um, Cardi and Nicki, Cardi and Nicki, Cardi and Nicki. But has anybody even highlighted Megan Thee Stallion? She has this whole website out that um, focuses on mental health, that focuses on addiction, that focuses on things like that. She's not even in the limelight. The only time you'll ever see her is when it's talking about Tory Lanez or twerking. But the things that she does, you know, she bought a Popeyes in the community. She's doing like a lot of community work and not saying the other women aren't, but their 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 stuff don't get highlighted either. It's, it's if they're arguing online. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they push out what they want us to see, but they cover up all of the good and the stuff that they're doing and she doesn't really she doesn't really rap about um gang life she kind of just rap about having fun and things of that sort but my whole point is she doesn't get highlighted that much because she's just out here just just doing things and charitable work and why isn't charitable work and why isn't um having a career cool like why isn't just being yourself cool this is why i started the whole platform because it annoys me how people are chasing a dream or chasing this um illusion or story the narrative that people are putting out there and it's just a narrative because these people aren't even living this stuff it's just a narrative and all it does is tear down the everyday people who supports this so i said what i said with kanye and candace what's the end goal what's the end goal what what is it you know so um and it kind of got on my nerves too that when i was looking up you know um drug use and songs that it was just saying hip-hop 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 but rock and roll is really heavy talking about you know drug use and glamorizing the drug the drug life too you know so it's not just it's not just hip-hop but yet hip-hop is always given that reputation as you know for that but anyway so this one happens to be about that. So it's it's really quick. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But what it's saying is um, illegal drug use became increasingly linked during the time period to wealth, glamour and social standing, making a significant change from early years. When excuse me, excuse me, when rap music was more likely to have depicted the dangers and negative consequences of drug abuse. Uh, yes. Matter of fact, I feel like rock and roll started this and then it trickled down because when rap first came out, like I said earlier, it was more about community work. It was more about staying away from drugs. It was more about support and things like that. And then somehow it just flipped over. Like one minute MC Hammer was like, ah, da, 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 da. and then other people, then next thing you know, it's like, you know, um, what's this the toss it up or whatever the song is so i couldn't think of something on top of my head <laughs> so yeah um i want to get to this paragraph though that i wanted to read because i don't want to read the whole thing what does it say um okay so of the 38 most popular rap songs between 79 and 84 Hey, boo, you know I didn't know who you was. Hey, sis. 
In early 1990s, the percentage of rap songs with drug references experienced a sharp jump to 45% and steadily increased to 69% of the 125 top rap songs between 94 and 97. The study found that drug references in early rap songs, White Lines by Grandmaster Flesh, Crack Monster by Kumo D, and Night of the Living Bass Heads by Public Enemy, often depicted the destructiveness of cocaine and particularly of crack its freebase form this cautionary tone about cocaine gave way to rap lyrics in the early 90s that increasingly portrayed marijuana use as a positive activity the uc berkeley study documented a threefold, threefold increase between 79 and 97 in rap songs mentions of marijuana and marijuana stuff cigars blunts and noted marijuana's association in those songs with creativity wealth and status so they're saying okay it started with um with with marijuana <clears throat> then they're saying um, she referenced a 1996 article in Vibe, a magazine that covers hip-hop culture, highlighting the success of Cypress Hill 1991 debut album celebrating marijuana use as a turning point in rap music popularization of drugs. The Vibe article noted that other rap artists, such as Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, soon followed suit with their own references to marijuana as an appealing drug to use. And still, still do, still do. Um, but, but. But let's get into, so somehow, I think I lost what I wanted to say. Um, it's, she says, rap is inherently powerful. It has experienced phenomenal growth in many sectors of society in this country and even broad. Rap artists have become key role models and trendsetters. Yes, this is what I was saying earlier. And their music serves as the CNN of our nation's young people by providing them with a way to stay current. But we have to ask ourselves whether there are other kinds of messages rap music could deliver. We need to better understand how this trend got started so we can find effective ways to counter it. I, I think trying to figure out, you know, where it came from, it, it came from, it was just a transition, you know what I'm saying? And now this is just what it is, basically, you know, um, uh, Harold, let me see, um, many, uh, many adults have very little idea about what's going on in the music these days. I think I lost the paragraph and I'm sad about it. I should have highlighted it, but it had a really good point. Here it is. The reasons behind rap music shift and drug references are complex. They may reflect the nuanced interplay of changes in the drug use habits of rappers and listeners, particularly the growing popularity of marijuana during the study uh, period greater. No, 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 no. Not commercialization of rap music and the rise of gangster rap and other rap music genres. It could also be a reflection of social rebellion stemming from the disproportionate punishment of African-Americans in the U.S. government's war on drugs i don't know about all of that all i know is when i hear a song by um by future and he's like percocets molly percocets that's catchy that's catchy to an adult but to a kid oh molly percocets okay you know i feel like i said earlier like our energy feeds off of what we listen to, what we absorb into our spirit. And if you're listening to things like that all the time, especially if you're an impressionable kid, yes, yes, it 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 seeps it seeps into your spirit. And like they said, rap music are rap artists are trendsetters. So whatever looks cool, I'm gonna want to do. 
they are the role models. And so when people used to ask me who was my role model, who was my it was always somebody that I know. I don't know these celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know them. You know, I, I love Oprah. I think she's amazing, but I don't know her enough to pin her as like I would love Oprah Wells. I'm not gonna lie. I like the things that she has said, but I don't know her as a person. You know, she's a she's a point of reference of of what I would want to be, you know, as far as like wealthy and and have influence and impact. But to to personally, yes, trendy things stick. So to personally be attached to to a person that I don't know, I just think that that's unheard of. But here's the thing. This is why, once again, I started BYOK because trendy is nice as long as it's not substituting who you are basically like like everything that we see in social media and most of it it is not real it is not real like right now you're only seeing what i'm having you see about me you're only knowing the thoughts that i'm sharing with you right now i could get off of this and think a totally different way and say totally different things and you don't know that that is the the dangers of social media that is the dangers of it that is the dangers of trendy you know what I'm saying? And just like I said with Kanye, when you have a big following, you have a responsibility. And when he started, let's just use him. When he started out, he was so responsible with his impact. This is why it hurts us so much because he was so responsible. He wasn't your typical rapper talking about he he like he kind of he kind of somehow got into the got popular in the midst of when, you know, what he was rapping about wasn't popular. This dude came out with Jesus Walks. That was being played in the club. He's always been selling Jesus. I've never, I've always believed that he believed in God. God really be keeping him. You know what I'm saying? But he had, he was so different and he was so him. And that's what drew, drew me to him. You know what I'm saying? But some of these rappers, it's not them. That's not them, but these kids are following them, and that's dangerous. And that's why I think it's important if you have children or if you have nieces, cousins, or whatever, to be present in their life so they can see a real life depiction of of success, a real life depiction of working hard. You know, not just going off of these images and narratives that's being sold out. You know, sold to us and through social media, and that's my soapbox. So. <laughs> Just that's just all I have to say about. It. Like I said, it's nothing glamorous about addiction. Nothing is glamorous about being addicted. It tears up families. It tears up home. It has tear, torn up communities. It has jailed fathers and left a whole bunch of single mothers out here taking care of their kids, and vice versa. It has taken mothers from their kids. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's putting kids in the system. It has um, drug babies have been born. Because because the the addiction was bigger than the love that the mom had for the baby. Bodies were violated, minds were violated. You know, dreams were 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 just lost. All because of addiction. It's not cool. It's nothing cool about addiction. It's not. So I saw this article um, where it says the 20, be the 20 best songs about drugs of all time. Why this is a title, I don't know. But I just want to prove to you how rock and roll has also influenced because, like I said, when I went on Google, I just saw a whole bunch of um, hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. But hip-hop is not like, it's not the only 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 uh genre doing it so number one lucy in the sky the beatles that's number one 
I don't even know what this song is, but the fact that the number one song is the Beatles was enough for me. Purple Pills by D12. I do remember that song. And even Eminem, okay, Eminem was, was getting high for real, but even Eminem had talked about how he was just so high and so cloudy and how he had to remove himself to sober up. You know what I'm saying? And and this is what um this is what you was saying, how Eminem had the money to get the help, to get the healing. But what about all the kids when he was promoting drugs? Like most of his early his early songs was about him getting high because he was he was actually rapping about what he was doing. However, how many people did he influence? You know what I'm saying? And now I do he even rap about being clear minded and being sober. I don't even I don't even know that. I don't know. Under the Bridge by really red hot chili peppers. That is rock. Cocaine, Eric Clapton. I even know this was a song. Breaking the Habit, Linkin Park. You know, um, Time to Pretend, MGMT. I don't even know half of these songs. White Rabbit, Jefferson Airplane, Semi Charm, Third Eye Blind, Hurt, Johnny Cash. Uh, Purple Haze again by Jimi Hendrix. He also battled with addiction. Uh, we Found Love with Rihanna. I didn't even know this was about drugs until I read this where it says, while it originally said, sound like a club anthem, the yellow diamonds in the sky. I didn't know that was meth. That went over my head. But it, I mean, it did seem like they were in the video. It depicted that they were on drugs and it was an unhealthy love. But um, I did not know what the yellow diamonds were referenced to. I will admit that. We Are All on Drugs by Weezer. Can't Feel My Face. Okay, that was a, an, uh, that was an obvious one. Um, one Toke Over the Line, uh, Ayo for Yayo, I don't know, and Swimming Pools by Kendrick Lamar, this was like, um, I think they said this came out in 2012, Antidote, I do know this song, this is just where he says that he knows the antidote for calming his mind, which that was a marijuana song, Rick James obviously was a marijuana song, I can't believe he's at like number 19 for that. And then Molly by Tyga and Mother's Little Helper by the Rolling Stones. So it's not, I just said that to say, it's not just, drugs are not just glamorizing hip-hop. <laughs> it's, it's glamorized in media, period. In media, period. So yeah, I guess they're just showing on the high. You don't have to worry about things. And you could just continue on with your life. You have no worries. And yeah, but what about when you don't have that money to support that habit and you're doing questionable things to support that habit and you're robbing from your mom and your sisters and your brothers like i'm not sitting here trying to be on a soapbox and say i do drink drinking is a drug you know however i'm talking about when you're addicted when when this all you think about from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep and how and how in these songs they glamorize that lifestyle that is what i'm saying and so you have these kids looking up to that looking up to that and like i said it's robbing dreams it's robbing dreams it's robbing people of their lives you know so i it's just nothing glamorous about addiction to me it's not and i've watched i've watched people that i love struggle like they want to stop but they can't because the addiction is bigger and how helpless it feel that you can't help this person because they are attached to something bigger than them so, yeah, 
yeah, it's it's not it is not cool to the people around the people watching watching their family member like self destruct. So it's just it's just nothing glamorous to me. And I'll I'll stop right there. However, if you know somebody, because I have to put this out here, if you know somebody struggling with addiction, they can always call this number the for um, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration one eight hundred six six two help, which is one eight hundred six six two 4357. If, if you are battling with addiction, please contact this number or contact somebody and, and, and let them know. This is nothing you could do on your own. You're going to need the support of professionals and the support of your family, your friends, or whoever your close-knit people are. Because it's if it was glamorous, we wouldn't have numbers like this. So this just proves my point right here. So that was a pretty deep subject. <laughs> and um, before I get off, it's 12.07, so I get to play this. It's morning. It is now morning, so I like to play that because that let me know I've went into a whole nother day. Um, and I think, um, and once again, um, make sure that you, if you are in the Alsup um, area, which is a Chicago suburb, please go to the Battle of the Sexes. Lavish Looks by Miss Michi will be there. Um, it will be this Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Full fun karaoke and games. Just something to do on a Friday if you don't have anything planned. Make sure that you go out and support and support. And I just want to, in, in closing, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for watching my show. You could be anywhere tonight, yet you are here with me. And I appreciate that on so many levels. If you want to join our mailing list to keep up with me, you can go to beyouronkind.com. My moniker for all social media is Be Your Own Kind 24. If you are on YouTube or Twitch, be sure to follow and subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, to like and hit the notification button. And sharing is always caring. And you all call somebody later on today because it's late and let them know that you love them. Just one person and let them know that you love them and let them know that you care because you don't really know how people are struggling and how that can just make somebody's day and just take them through the rest of the day and everything that we do let's be kind because we don't know we don't know people's personal struggles um and until tomorrow don't forget to be kind to yourself and each other all right bye